The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Well, I'm seven years old laying in my bed. Butterflies in my belly wandering my head. I should tired, I shouldn't peek Losing my mind on Christmas Eve Well, I'm so excited I can hardly breathe well, There's no telling what a Santa got up his sleeve With him coming, I'll never sleep Oh, there's nothing quite like Christmas Eve Welcome to the 2022 Retro Network Christmas Special. I'm your host, Mickey, and actually, I'm pretty much just the MC for this because we have a very special type of podcast we're doing for you this year as the uh, Christmas Special. Normally in the past when we do special podcasts, we have uh, short episodes from all the podcasts in the network coming together to do one long special. This year we've changed it up a little bit, and what we've done is we've had a lot of people from inside the network, whether they're on podcast or not, and some folks from outside the network call and leave us voicemails of some of their favorite Christmas presents they got through the years when they were kids. I'm sure you listening to this, you probably have your favorite Christmas toy or some favorites that you got uh, through the years and can reminisce on them fondly. Well, so could all these folks. So what we have done is taken all of these voicemail recordings and combined them into one special podcast full of Christmas memories from years gone by. We hope it brightens your holiday spirit and uh, gives you something to think back on for yourself and uh, see uh, nostalgia through the eyes of everybody at the Retro Network. So without further ado, let's get to the memories. Hi, this is Old School Tim at Old School 80s on Twitter and contributor to the Retro Network, mostly as a writer, but also sometimes as a podcast guest. My parents gave my brother and me a wonderful Christmas each and every year. This included much of what we put in our letters to Santa, as well as so many warm memories and traditions. There were just some gifts that, though we wanted them badly, we didn't expect to get them because they were way too expensive. That was the case the year we wanted the Atari 2600 game system. My younger brother and I loved playing arcade games, and Atari allowed you to play them at home whenever you wanted on your own TV. As I said, we weren't really expecting to get it because it was relatively expensive. We unwrapped all of our gifts that year, and there was one small box under the tree with both of our names on it. What could it be? We tore off the wrapping to find an Atari 2600 game cartridge. It was just the cartridge. My brother looked at me, and then we looked at my parents, who were beaming like they gave us that special gift we desperately wanted. Then my brother and I locked eyes again and seemingly had an entire conversation without saying a word. We didn't want to make our parents feel bad, but we had to explain to them that they made a mistake. 
They smiled at us and said, that's the Atari game you wanted, right? We kind of stumbled through a polite explanation that we really liked the game and appreciated the effort, but you needed the Atari game system in order to play the game cartridge. At this point, my dad burst back into the room carrying a large box and exclaimed, do you mean that you need one of these? It was the Atari 2600 game system and it was exactly what we needed and so badly wanted. We felt like Ralphie when he got the Red Rider, though this happened well before a Christmas story was even made. That Atari provided countless hours of entertainment that I still cherish to this day. Looking back now, I was actually lucky every Christmas, and I can't thank my parents enough for that. But the year we received our Atari 2600 will always go down as one of my favorite Christmas moments ever. All the best to you and yours this Christmas season from Old School Ladies. Hey, it's Eric, and I'm the co-host of the Greatest List podcast. I think my uh, most favorite Christmas gift I ever got happened when I was nine years old. It was 1979. Uh, Star Wars had been out for a couple of years, and I had, uh, you know, I had a ton of action figures and smaller Star Wars items. And for my birthday that year in 79, um, which was in March, I had asked for uh, a TIE fighter and an X-Wing. And uh, my birthday came and went, and I didn't get it. And I tried to ask for it again a couple of times more and never got it that year. My mom worked at Kmart in the evenings, and whenever we would go see her, my dad would take us up there to see her. And uh, I would always go over and look at the, the, the Star Wars toys that were on the shelves, always wanting the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter. And that Christmas in 1979, I got uh, an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter, and my cousins and I played with the, those two things for God, for hours out in the yard with Mark. Just, God, I was so happy when I got them. Those were the, those were the best gifts I ever got. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. Chad Droz here, found on Twitter at, uh, at Chad underscore Droz. Uh, one of my probably favorite Christmas gifts, not so much a single gift, but growing up as a kid in the mid-90s were my teenage years, and I was really big into the NBA. Um, you had the Chicago Bulls dynasty. Michael Jordan was on everything and every every product, every toy, everything you could get your hands on. Uh, and then, of course, when he leaves, you had the uh, Shaq era with the Orlando Magic and him and Penny Hardaway. So I was uh, right in my teenage years during those times, and I remember many Christmases in the mid-'90s being a theme Christmas where I would get uh, basketball uh, cards, packs of basketball cards. Um, I had the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so... NBA Jam, uh, NBA Live. Uh, I was uh, also usually asked for NBA jerseys to wear. Um, I know I had the Jordan jersey, but I probably had a few others as well. And uh, probably one of my favorite gifts, and I don't know whatever happened to it, but uh, Milton Bradley uh, in the mid-'90s had 
a, uh, a toy called the Hot Shot Basketball. And if you think about an arcade where you have a uh, Pop Shot Basketball game, uh, it's basically similar to that except the tabletop version, but it had a little basketball launcher, and the basket would go back and forth. And uh, Milton Bradley uh, had it, and uh, in the mid-'90s, uh, every every uh, NBA fan probably uh, loved that. So that's one of my favorite toys, I would say, uh, growing up as, as probably a, a favorite Christmas toy. Um, of course, there were years where I got big items, like I remember a go-kart being one of them, but um, – Predominantly every year was something to do with the uh, NBA. So themed basketball gifts, toys were uh, very nostalgic for me. So anyway, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys and uh, love what you guys do and see you in the lounge. Hey, this is Jeff Sheldon, a part-time contributor and very proud member of the Retro Network family. I'm really just happy to be a part of such a great community of like-minded folks and called in today to talk about my favorite Christmas present from when I was a kid. You know, to be honest, I had a ton of great Christmases as a kid, and I sat down today to think about it. What was my favorite toy or gift? And I couldn't come up with my favorite or the best. Was it the Nintendo, the Sega? But I did come up with what was the most useful and certainly the most used present. Uh, when I was young, I was really into drawing. Um, I would create cartoons, comic books, comic strips, caricatures in my family. You name it, I would draw it. Uh, pat myself on the back a little bit. I was pretty good at it, too. And one year for Christmas, my parents got me a drafting table. And that replaced the desk in my bedroom. And if you're not familiar, a drafting table is usually a big white table, sits at a 45-degree angle. Uh, you'd see the old-school animators or architects drawing on one. But I spent so many hours behind that desk drawing and creating entire worlds of characters and comic books and all sorts of things. Um, and that was probably the most useful and practical and best gift I ever got for Christmas. So thanks, Mom and Dad, and uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, at the Retro Network. Hi, this is Karen. I write for the Retro Network. I've been writing the Toy of the Week uh, articles. Um, you can find me right, well, right now on Twitter um, at uh, Karen Flieger 8 um, but that could change depending on what happens to the app. Um, anyway, um, I wanted to talk about my Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, and this actually happened over the course of two years. Um, in 1984, my mom was able to find some in the Sears Wish Book, and she went about 45 minutes away from the house uh, to pick them up. And then the next year, in 1985, we went up to Chicago um, in Wisconsin to visit family, and uh, my grandparents gave me uh, one with blonde pigtails, and my aunt on the other side of the family gave me one with red pigtails. 
Um, and the, the, the other thing I really remember about that, that Thanksgiving is that, uh, we ate venison for dinner because a few weeks before Thanksgiving, Grandpa hit a deer, uh, while he was driving back from picking up a pizza. Um, so we heard about the pizza getting cold while he waited for the game warden. Well, that's it. Thank you and have a happy holiday. Take care. Hi, this is Mike Westfall from the Advent Calendar House, and my favorite Christmas present that I ever got as a kid, hands down, was a brand new Super Nintendo Entertainment System in 1991. I was 11 years old. I don't even remember anything else about that Christmas. I just remember getting the Super NES, getting super excited. It came with Super Mario World, but I also got... Super Castlevania 4, which I was super pumped about. So I spent most of Christmas morning playing a Halloween game, which, you know, tracks, if you know me. But that that was a great year, uh, and that was a great Christmas. And if you want to hear more of my Christmas memories, please listen to my podcast, The Advent Calendar House. It's a salute to all holiday specials, but mostly the Christmas ones. And that's at adventcalendar.hell. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Jason, your uh, co-creator of the Retro Network alongside Mickey. Uh, you can also find me, of course, on the TRN TV YouTube channel and uh, also hear my voice on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Um, so, man, it's hard to choose my favorite Christmas gift of all time. Going back to the 80s, um, I was a only child so I got a lot of the stuff that I circled in the Sears wish book and uh, I've got two things actually um, that I still have to this day that I've treasured I guess you would say over the years the first is a G.I. Joe Sky Striker jet I got that thing I think in 83 and it's a little worse for wear nowadays stickers falling off the plastic is faded I still have the ace action figure that went with it, losing some missiles and all that stuff. Uh, and someday I hope to restore it, but I've kept that thing over the years just because I played with it all the time and mainly kept it inside as a kid because I did not want it to get dirty or damaged or, or anything. That was a, a big gift that I got early on. And then a couple years later, I think in Christmas of 84, or 85, I think maybe 85, I got a Voltron that I still have, and it's the um, Matchbox Diecast Voltron, the really nice one. I'm not sure what it went for back in the day. I know it's not cheap to find one on eBay or any, any place nowadays, but I've kept that thing in pretty well pristine order over the years, kept it inside, uh, I got a 110 camera that Christmas, and I still have a picture of it on top of our living room coffee table and uh, several other presents that I got that year. Uh, but, man, that Voltron, it was so great. Uh, a, a toy, you know, obviously 
take it all apart, make it the lions. It had a few moving parts, the little lion heads, you know, shot off. So it was a really great toy. So those are my two that I'll enter into this. Uh, thanks, Mickey, for putting this together. Merry Christmas, everybody uh, in the Retro Network. And, uh, of course, anybody that's listening to this, a uh, really great time of year. And I sure do appreciate interacting with everybody, not just this time of year, but throughout the year. And hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays, Retro Network. This is Chris Bailey here, uh, Beetle Toy Box on Twitter and Beetle underscore, Beatles underscore Toy Box on Instagram, not to be confused with Charlton Hero. I'm the West Coast Chris Bailey. Um, thanks for this opportunity to talk about what our favorite gifts are. It was hard to uh, nail down my favorite when I was a kid because there are so many ones every year that I really loved. I even asked my mom. And she said, I seem pretty happy every year, so nothing stood out to her. So what I'm really going to zoom in on, I think, that I remember really fondly is the year we got the Atari 2600. And this is unique because it really started my love affair with video games. Um, the gift was actually for my brothers and me, so we had a lot of uh, fighting over who got to use it. Luckily, we had a couple two-player games that we could take turns playing. Um but just seeing those lights and being able to move stuff around, it really got me into the video game spirit of things. And we kept that for a number of years until we finally upgraded to Nintendo. But the, I have a ton of fond memories of playing the 2600 with my brothers and even playing with my parents. My mom looked centipede. My dad loved uh, playing Moon Patrol with us. Um, even going to buddies' houses and finding out they had all different cartridges that we could borrow and trade. It was just an awesome system. Um, playing it now seems quaint. Uh, your phones have more power than a 2600, but it's one of those things that just stands out to me. So I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about it. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Hey, this is Jeff, otherwise known as nlogan77 on that Twitter. Hey, uh, shout out to all the guys at the Retro Network, uh, Mickey, Jason, etc. Uh, a memorable Christmas present that I got one year was a homemade sled that my grandpa built. And it was definitely not your standard flexible flyer. It was homemade in his shop, and this beauty featured freshly waxed skis, uh, it had a rotational steering bar that was covered in foam, and that directed the front ski, and then it had two rear skis. Uh, it was about an inch and a half thick wood. The only downfall of this was that it was heavy as all get out. It was almost five feet long. Uh, so when we got it one Christmas, it was leaned up against the wall uh, next to the tree. We quickly went to the local park with Dad and Grandpa, to the precipice of Doom Drop, the Paul Bears Peak, Dismemberment Gorge, Suicide Slope, or whatever your sledding hill was called, and there was over 100 feet of heart-pounding, plummeting near freefall to the end with trees. And the sled was long enough for both me and my brother, and then either Grandpa or my dad on back. And I have a twin brother. 
and one fateful descent, I was steering the lightning fast sled, and I was followed by my dad right behind me, and then my brother in the rear. And my dad repeatedly bellowed into my ear, don't go off the jump, don't go off the jump. And as my brother puts it, I then steered right towards the jump. But I claimed that I hit a bump, which changed our course directly into the ramp of snow, and then panicked by closing my eyes and letting go of steering. The truth, unfortunately, is lost to time. Uh, but nearly 280 pounds of man and machine careened off the jump as we roared skyward. There was a brief sensation of no gravity and weightlessness before the collision. And then the pain. Oh, the pain. My brother wisely had bailed off the back right as we went over the jump and landed relatively uninjured with just a face full of snow. Unfortunately, his action caused the weight of the, the sled to kind of shift so that the nose was pointed down upon the impact. And my dad valiantly scooped me up to try to shield me with his body spinning as we landed so that I was on top as we heard the resounding crack of the sled severing in two. The aftermath was grim. We were spread out across the ground like a yard sale. Gloves here, hat there, at the far end, the mangled, tangled bodies of me and my dad. After a few seconds of silence where only the sound of pain was ringing and singing in my body. So after the crash, my dad then slowly, painfully disentangled and arose to his feet. He was shakily staggering towards the car, and then Grandpa was dragging the sad remains of the sled behind us, and we retreated from our sound defeat by the sledding hill. When we got home, my dad went immediately to the bathroom, and he was urgently calling to the bathroom, Boys, I need your help, please. And neither me or my twin brother moved. We were happy to help my dad under nearly any circumstance. We were hesitant, however, uh, after hearing him groaning and cursing in the bathroom for several minutes. Please, he kept entreating. We peeked our heads into the doorway to see him sand pants, bent over and tried to look into the mirror to dislodge the massive splinter lodged in his buttock cheeks. We took one look and beat feet, leaving my dad to his own fate. Several minutes later, he cornered us and showed us the nearly three-inch-long, half-inch-wide splinter he had received when Grandpa's sled cracked in two. Thanks for the help, boys, he sarcastically intoned. That was the end of that sled for several years. I recently ran across it in my dad's shed, and I found out that it has been rebuilt. So maybe there'll be some new memories with the sled. Merry Christmas, Retro Day. To all those at uh, Retro Days, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy Holidays, this is Adam from Wizards, the Podcast Guide to Comics, the Thrift Store Horde, Rental Return, Tales from the Video Store, and more on the Retro Network. I'm so excited for my opportunity to share a Christmas memory of my favorite present. I remember one year when I was five, so this would have been 1987, I had desperately wanted an ice cream maker. And it was just this thing that I saw at a little crank handle and all this. And I, I had put that as number one on my list. But then number two was kind of my Hail Mary, something I didn't even know existed when I saw Santa. I just said, I want a Scooby-Doo board game. And uh, so that was something that Santa heard and my parents may have heard as well. And so come Christmas morning, you know, I got some Ghostbusters toys. I got some 
other things of that nature. And then I got a note from Santa, and he said, I could not find an ice cream maker at the North Pole. We weren't able to build enough of them. I hope that I can send one to you next year. Uh, but here are the flavor packets to mix in if you want to try and make it yourself. And so with that little bit of disappointment, I was like, oh, man. I bet I saw one more wrapped present under the tree. It was a little bit long. I pulled it out, and as I ripped off the wrapping paper, wouldn't you know it, there was the Scooby-Doo board game. Again, something I didn't even know existed. There was a nice, like, purple box with Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo board game. Scooby's wearing a king's crown, and there's, like, gold pieces all over and ghosts on the box cover. And I was so excited because it felt like he created it just for me. Santa Claus had used his magic to will into existence this gift that I imagined in my mind must exist, and I wanted it, and he delivered it. So that was my favorite Christmas gift. Have a great one, everybody. Oh, wow. What fantastic memories everybody has. A lot of cool presents. But there's one more memory, and that would be mine. So sometimes in life, some of the presents you remember most fondly are ones you didn't ask for. While I could pontificate endlessly about how great it was to get Castle Grayskull or uh, my Super Nintendo in 1991, I've got a memory that goes back to 1992. When I was really big into comic books after the death of Superman storyline, I was devouring Wizard Magazine and picking up all kinds of new comic books on the grocery store shelves every week. Uh, my mother decided to pick me up some comic books for Christmas that year, and what she chose to get was a box set that DC put out called Silver Age Classics, and it reprinted 10 different classic comic books from the Silver Age. It had some kind of impact or another. Some examples would be it reprinted House of Secrets number 92, the first appearance of Swamp Thing, uh, the issue of Superman with the first appearance of Metallo, there was a uh, the first issue of Justice League America, the first appearances of The Flash and Green Lantern. Uh, I absolutely loved reading those books, and I still love reading those exact stories today. And what it done was create a love in me, through my comic book fandom, for old books, for Silver Age books, and some Golden Age books, and the way the storytelling was then and the characters were. And that love uh, continues today, even through the Marvel Unlimited app and the DC Infinite uh, comic book apps, I read way more Silver Age books than I do modern books through those apps. And it all goes back to getting that Silver Age classic book because at the time I had only read new stuff. So that opened my eyes to a whole new world and ended up being a great, great Christmas present. But I think that would be the last memory. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this a Christmas special podcast this year in this format. I think it's been really fun to hear everybody's memories from days gone by and some just great stories in there. And from everybody here at the Retro Network to you and your family, we hope you have a very safe and very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. Well, I'm all grown up, I got a boy of my own. Really shines like the sun beaming off the snow It's been some time since I believe but Through his eyes I see Christmas Eve 
Peace.